Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells you all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petrie. This episode of Slam the Gavel is sponsored by CPS Protect Consulting Services. A child protective services case is one of the most frightening experiences for any parent. Don't face it alone. Face it with confidence, with urgent assist by CPS Protect. You can have access to former CPS investigators to make sure you preserve your rights and protect your family. If you're facing CPS involvement and aren't sure where to turn, their child welfare consultants can help you. Visit cpsprotect.com forward slash subscribe and enter the coupon code SLAMTHEGAVEL for 60% off your first year of urgent assist. And this is available in all 50 states. I have another announcement. Bradley's mother, Narcus Golden, passed away in the fall of 2022. Bradley is autistic and needs structured routine and therapies he receives for his autism six days a week. However, Italy just entrusted Bradley to Italian social services. If he is ruled to go back, he will then face the next three to four years in the Italian foster care system where he can speak or understand the language. He will then be taken away from the only family he has ever known. And we have Judge Ann Donnelly to thank for that. And please call Governor Hochul, New York State, 518-474-8390. That's Governor Hochul, 518-474-8390, to please keep Bradley here safe in these United States. Hashtag keep Bradley safe. One last announcement. If you can, go to the site, pleasedoyourjob.com. We need 2,500 more signatures to get a case reopened. That's pleasedoyourjob.com. I've got a brand new guest on. I've got Jessica Sarfati. I know I mispronounced that. I'm so sorry. She is from Yonkers, New York. She's a domestic violence survivor and a parental alienation victim. And she's also a Yonkers family court corruption advocate. And I welcome you to the podcast. Very sorry for mispronouncing your last name. Thank you. And it's quite all right. You were closer than most. Oh, <laughs> Sarfati. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, you know, what happened to you? Because there's a lot going on in uh, a lot of problems in Yonkers, Suffolk County, um, everywhere in uh, New York State with these judges. What's happening? So first and foremost, Yonkers has called the city of Hills with nothing on the level, and that's for a reason. So this all started during COVID. You know, my son's father, my ex, has always been trying to alienate my son against me unsuccessfully. But during COVID, um, when the kids were home from school, you know, my son was 13 at the time, I found out he was coming over and pulling my son away from his schoolwork which naturally I had a problem with this, mm-hmm. you know? So I, my sister was able to work from home as obviously I was not. And um, I started taking him to my sister's house every day. And my son's father did not like that. So as retaliation, he called CPS on me. CPS was naturally unfounded because, you know, there really wasn't much wrong there, but he aggressively tried to turn my son against me and I should say successfully. And then he went to court with an order to show cause where I was not allowed to be present. It was off the record. And my custody arrangement was changed without a fact finding hearing, which is against the president set by the appellate division. And I'm pretty sure it's against the uh, rules and policies and procedure of family court. Mm -hmm. So after that, we had conference after conference, after conference, which these conferences are designed to plan for trial, 
Um, the law guardian or attorney for child, I apologize, he wasn't a law guardian, he was the attorney for child, the AFC, mm -hmm. and opposing counsel would continually gang up on me and belittle me in court. No facts, just, you know, professional name calling, if you will. Oh, sure. Yeah, and they made up all this crazy stuff, and, you know, about a year in of all of this nonsense, you know, we had a forensic evaluation where my son's therapist didn't participate yet the evaluation came out um I had caught them perjuring themselves both opposing counsel and the AFC which I had evidence of and um I was assigned a attorney to help me navigate the system not I apologize let me reverse I eventually became a pro se litigant because obviously no one can defend you in this situation. Mm. And I did tons of research. You know, I prepared my own paperwork. And um, as a pro se litigant, I finally got the first judge to recuse themselves. Awesome. Um, I, I still don't have that. But I did get the first judge to recuse themselves. That was Rachel Hahn. That's she. Rachel Hahn? Judge Rachel Hahn, yeah. If you can call her a judge, I don't know. I wouldn't let her judge a pie-eating contest, but hey, no. that's just me. <laughs> no, no, none of them, really. So, you know, throughout the course of these conferences, she had no regard for the precedent set by the appellate division, no regard for the law, no regard for policy and procedure, nothing. It was just an absolute free-for-all. I shouldn't, she told me I had to ask for a trial. That is a huge civil rights violation on top of the fact that you did this behind closed doors, off the record, and I wasn't present. I'm supposed to be there for initial appearances. I never consented for the attorney to assign, assign to me to represent me. I didn't know I had a choice. So the whole thing was problematic and very sketchy from the beginning. Mm hmm. So then I finally get Marianne Skoretico neighbor. Oh, oh no. Oh, she no. is something else. So she was never familiar with the case. Again, disregarded policy and procedure and all that stuff. I asked her to accuse herself. I asked for opposing counsel to be relieved. I asked for the AFC to be relieved. She just, I caught her um, when I made my complaint about the AFC perjuring herself himself i'm sorry mm -hmm. um the complaint was that my son's therapist said that he needs more time away from me uh, who but is your oh go ahead i have an email from the therapist stating the opposite oh my god who is your afc david peck oh i knew you're gonna the opposing counsel was joan iacono oh my okay okay can i tell you something real quick of course. Okay. Uh, I've been following the Jim Shock case. I've had him on multiple times. His AFC is David Peck as well. Big problem. That guy is something else. Oh, yeah. And Judge Marianne, which unfortunately is my name, Scatteratico neighbor. I prefer Scatteratico because it sounds more sexy, but that's not happening for her. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Th this David Peck, <laughs> I know all about him. So she defended him when I was bringing this to her attention. She said, well, I've worked with David Peck for 10 years oh, or 20 years or something like that, which you can't do. Uh, oh, they're working together then. 
Yeah, that's on the record. Terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it was pretty rough. Like she would, again, disregard everything. So I messed up towards the end and I didn't show up to trial. I was just frustrated because I had an order to show cause in for two months that she didn't answer me asking to relieve everybody and everything like that, which you have 30 days to answer that. And uh, she sent it to me at five o'clock at night the day before trial. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I'm <sighs> terrible. So my son was alienated from me. An update, he's very unhappy. He's not happy with his dad, but he can't leave because that's domestic violence. You know, you pay the price for leaving. Oh, yes. Forever. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't leave. I'm just trying to encourage him to be the best he can. You know, we're very close. We always were very close, which is what sucks the most. You know what I mean? Is that it never worked. It was always just putting on the show for his dad. Mm -hmm. So that's what they have he's to do. He's 18 to now, but oh. again, again, exactly. And he's 18 now, but he, uh, he can't leave. Well, how old was he when the father turned him against you? Oh, he's been trying to do it his whole life. Okay. Since he was three years old. I still talk to him. You know what I mean? It didn't work, but mm -hmm. he did physically get him because he had to appease his dad. Like when he was little and I used to pick him up from his dad's house, he would cry until we turned the corner and then he'd stop because that was the show you had to put on for your dad. Oh, yeah. How terrible is that? And that's, that's not like, this is just tapping the surface. This doesn't include everything. You know, the things that go on behind the scene are horrific. The court knows about it, but they don't care. No. Yonkers is about who can pay the most. And if you oh. can pay that judge and you can pay everybody to make it go your way, then so be it. It's a money court. It's it a is money a money court. court. It's not just ignorance of the law there. It's the verdict goes to the best and highest bidder. And that's exactly what's happening to Jim Shock in his case, again, with that judge. I believe it. <clears throat> I couldn't get an Article 78 attorney to go against both her and Rachel Hahn because mm -mm. the only Article 78 attorney I could get who was willing to take my case, because, you know, most people don't want to go against a judge, especially as a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, during the conflict check, after we talked about everything, he couldn't take the case because he went to high school with Marianne Scoretico, neighbor's son. Oh, God. Yeah. There was no recourse. I couldn't get to the appellate division. Any, um, appellate division attorney who wanted to take my case were on the $10,000 retainer. And I didn't have that at the time. I could have sold everything I had. I still wouldn't have had it. I pumped so much money into the case, you know? Well, if this is who I'm thinking of, you wouldn't have won it anyway. You're right. You're right. <clears throat> I went to the Judiciary Committee. I went to the Misconduct Unit. I went to my local elected officials. I went to um, the head of the courts. At the time, Janet Fior was the um, chief judge. I went to her. Like, the the chief of the ninth judicial district would respond and say, Hey, we want to ensure everybody has a fair trial, huh. but you're not doing anything. 
the Judiciary Committee didn't do anything. Like if I'm telling you a judge is accepting perjury, there's ex parte communication, and I have evidence to back this up. Like you're not, you're disregarding the law, you're disregarding the precedent set by the appellate division. You're disregarding the rules and policies that you're supposed to enforce. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me there's nothing you can do? I've went to everybody, everybody, and nothing, nothing. No one cares. No one wants to touch family court with a 10-foot pole. Like, these are people's lives. Like, what happened to my son will haunt him for the rest of his life. Same thing for me. Like, I'm not okay. I'm not the same, and I never will be again. Every day rolls into the next. Mm -hmm. I have no quality of life. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of parents can identify with that after being of through. Of course this uh hellish grueling family court you're never the same no it's traumatic and not for nothing like this doesn't come out of nowhere this is like after years of abuse and spitefulness and going above and beyond to try to hurt you ruining every holiday calling cps going to court unnecessarily like mm -hmm. and that's hard to deal with too like, you just want to love your kid and keep them safe and give them the best life possible. That's what any good parent wants. Mm -hmm. Granted, not everybody's a good parent. But if you're in there and you're fighting the way we fought for our kids versus the way they fought, it's pretty clear. You know, even during the forensic, he got, I forgot what it's called verbatim, but there's something for um, narcissistic personality disorder. Mm -hmm. That when you get during the personality assessment, and he got that in the forensic. That was the only thing the forensic wasn't a matter of opinion was that personality assessment, because that's a standardized test. Mm -hmm. And the forensic did not follow the guidelines that the American Psychology Association recommends. It was hearsay, and I got it dismissed as that. So I paid $3,000 as a single mother for a piece of paper that says here, that was your side. Yeah. This is extortion. You were extortion. It is extortion. And you know what? Not for nothing, opposing counsel spoke to the forensics evaluator. Outside of anything more than an administrative capacity, the opposing counsel spoke to my son's therapist, who is ironically missing for that forensic evaluation, and I was in touch with the forensic evaluator. And I was like, hey, is anyone not responding? Because I thought this was going to be my key to justice. You know, mm -hmm. the truth was going to come out in the forensic evaluations. That's what's supposed to happen. I was foolish, very foolish. But yeah. I had faith in the system. I had faith that something good was going to happen and the truth was going to prevail. I learned my lesson quickly. Oh, so did I, as well as everyone else. We don't know what we're walking into when we walk into this. You know, we're, we're all taught to believe that, oh, in a courthouse, justice takes place and there's a good judge that's going to listen to you and actually look at the evidence. Not anymore. No, like it's an, in, these are institutions set up like CPS and mm -hmm. the courts and the forensics and all these are institutions set up that are supposed to protect families. And they're not protecting us. They're hurting us. A child or a person should never be forced to go with their abuser. Mm -hmm. it, it's horrific and it happens every day. It's not in Yonkers. It's not what you know. It's who you know.
And it's all about the strings you can pull. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's like that in other places. I'm sure in other places, it may just be a case of ignorance of the law. Like, oh, I've seen this before. Like, everything is different. There's no, like you said, cookie cutter situation for it. Right. I mean, because I know people want 50-50 shared and that's for normal people. You know, yes, uh, that doesn't happen in family court when there's, you know, it's not really high conflict. It's actually who has the most money and that's what we're going to fight over for. And we're going to use the kids as pawns in the process. But there's no cookie cutter for 50-50. Yeah, I'd like to see everybody behave and everybody be able to see their kids and all the grandparents be able to see their grandchildren. But what do you do with, when you are stuck with a personality disorder and the judges don't care? No. Like, if we have a child together, you should not be disrupting that child's life and you should not be disrupting mine. And mm -hmm. if you are, there's a problem there. That's a red flag. And I don't know why these judges are all of a sudden so colorblind. Because the appellate division is not. If you read the appellate division cases, they're like, Oh, no, no, no. That is not okay. That's not acceptable. And here's why. And guess what? I cited those cases. And guess what? It was ignored. I believe it. Like, I couldn't have a copy of the forensic evaluation, mm -hmm. but opposing counsel and uh, the AFC did. You can't do that. I, as a pro se litigant, am mm -hmm. supposed to get what everybody else gets. Same so here. either we all get it or we don't. Yeah, I didn't get and mine. Then, yeah. You can't do that. Then opposing counsel and AFC can't get it either. But they did. And then she made everybody turn it in a week before trial. After I fought for that. I mean, it's not like I'm supposed to state it and the judge is supposed to be like, okay, you're right or you're wrong. And here's why. Right? Ignored. 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 With same thing with the ex parte communication. I'd keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I want that copy. Mm -hmm. Still never got all of it. I only got a piece of it. Because in the email, it said RE, like, you know, regarding when your reply. I was like, where's the rest of this? The email was literally titled draft for counsel for Sarfati. So they were clearly conspiring something. So your son, do you have, do you have any other children? It was just your son? No, just him. I, I'm so traumatized. I can never have kids again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just, I feel so bad for these kids going through this. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why these judges can't, or maybe, you know what? I think they know what's going on and they know that the case is already pretty much planned out before you walk in there. And they're being paid off or they're being, it, you know, like you said, it's all who knows who. And um, they do each other favors. It's all a big favor game. That's it. And I literally said there was a predetermination made in my case. And I said it to the judge's face. I said it in my paperwork. I repeated it and they would not respond. Everybody just kind of looked around, looked down like what's on the floor. Ugh. We're in court. Granted, I'll acknowledge I was not always the best version of myself. But when you're fighting a battle, you know you're going to lose. It, right. It's easy to lose a grip every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Now, did your opposing attorney ever, 
as soon as you got into the courtroom and sat down, did he ever hand you any paperwork that was like old case law? No. No? Okay. Just wondered. Yeah. So, and the opposing counsel said I got kicked because we all have to go to therapy for a forensic evaluation, which I'm not sure if everyone's familiar with, but um, she told the court that my therapist kicked me out of therapy and told I said I wasn't allowed to go back, which did not happen. And I had proof of that as well. And nothing, nothing. I was able to dispel about with evidence. And when I say evidence, I mean, either text messages, email, something tangible, you can see. Um, even though the rules of evidence are complicated, you know, here we are. So I was able to dispel about 95% of everything they said with evidence. And it was still disregarded. I was like, hey, that's not true because look at this. Hey, that's not true because look at this. Mm -hmm. And nothing. This is how it's going for everyone. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's not family court. It's the price is right. Right. Jeez, I just feel so bad that your relationship is ruined with your son. And... Uh, and that's child psychological abuse. So the judge partook in child psychological abuse, making the judge an abuser, along with the AFC. He's a child Absolutely. psychological abuser. Oh, yes, yes. Opposing uh, counsel was no saying. She knew what she was doing. She wasn't zealously representing her client. She went above and beyond to slander me, to persecute me. Who was, I wasn't on trial. Who was your opposing counsel? Joan Iacono. Oh. It went beyond zealous representation of their clients. Oh, exactly. Uh, it does. You it don't persecute someone in court, in family court. You don't slander them. You don't make things up about them. Yeah, there's, um, they, they have no, um, I don't want to say ethics because that's just, doesn't even exist, right? They have no. morals. These people are amoral. I don't even know if they're human. Probably not. They probably live off dollars instead of food. Right, right. I remember, well, in one of, not not in my case, but my attorney was telling me, this is when I had an attorney, but he told me that uh, when he was in court, um, someone had asked my opposing attorney to his face, are you human? Are you even human <laughs> in court? But uh, of course he, you know, he was a type, he just stared at you like flat affect in his preppy glasses, tortoise shell type. Can't I can't make it up. You can't, can't make it up. Yeah. I mean, these people are not human. I really think, you know, I think all these judges should be drug tested. They should have their psychological evaluations. And I had Brian Vukadinovich on and he said they should have lie detector tests to see, you know, even these lawyers and judges, if they are contributing to their judge campaigns, let's, let's make sure everything's on the table and fair. And I think we should just abolish family court, get rid of it, go into civil court and do this a different way. I agree. Family court absolutely needs reform. And while we're on that subject, um, the New York State Senate recently uh, formed a committee for family court reform in New York. And I thankfully was able to contribute a letter to before the committee met. I don't know if it was read or heard or anything like that, but 
they definitely got my two cents. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, again, I still have some faith left in the system. However, I did reach out to my elected officials and maybe they didn't respond, but maybe they did hear me, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's a committee now. So we'll see if anything comes of it, but I think they hear us. Mm -hmm. And I think we're doing really good making our voices heard. But I don't know how you can reform a corrupted system. You're taking corruption and reforming the corruption. You know what I mean? I think they should just get rid of it and go into into civil court. Um, I, I, especially down here where it's very populated, I just don't think civil court has the capabilities. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you implement a proper system of checks and balances, mm-hmm. like let's say every judge has a random case reviewed every quarter mm-hmm. by the appellate division, you know, you can nip it in the bud right there because everybody's constantly under the watchful eye. Mm-hmm. Access to emails from the court staff. Spot check. Right. Just get in there and take a look. Like you need a solid system of checks and balances. Everybody has to pitch in. And you, know, you just have that one person who is the driver mm-hmm. who can't be persuaded. And if the driver can't be persuaded, it'll all trickle down because that's the driver. You know, you're just the passenger and you have no choice but to go along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's in a perfect world though. I don't know, you know. <laughs> Well, it's the, the accountability's not there. The oversight's not there. I had interviewed Carl Roberts on Dece- or uh, yes, on December thirteenth, where um, the title of the podcast is the the broken system before it happens to you. And he had solutions on what to do that you know this all could be ended in thirty days. You know, he had it, it was a really good podcast. Uh, how we don't have to suffer through years and years of family court. Why? It should never be years. Never, ever, no. ever, ever. No. And if it's done the right way and handled the right way, and that's why his podcast I thought was so good, was that, you know, we wouldn't have all this human suffering. Agreed. Family is like, in the human psyche, family is like top tier. And you are just attacking a human being. Right. Oh, how sad. I you know sad for all of us. And you know, there there's other people that are just suffering in all these other counties in New York State and you know, every I think I saw a post on Facebook where someone said, just move out of New York. Yeah. It's just it's insane. It's insane. Everybody's trying to get rich, but that's not the role you chose. You chose to be a judge. Mm-hmm. And um, very disappointing indeed. You know, I mean, like if you were going to give someone advice, you know, if they're telling you they're getting a divorce and they're going to go into court, what would you tell them? Document everything. Don't be quiet. Speak up. If your attorney isn't advocating for you properly, get rid of him or her. Mm-hmm. But just stand up, speak up, and don't be afraid. Because those moments you're quiet where you're trying to be polite will bite you in the ass in the end. Mm -hmm. Don't let them take anything from you you're not willing to give. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. Um, You know, some people say, like, try to avoid that the whole courthouse entirely. But it's like, 
if you're you can't you can't i mean if it, if you're dealing with a personality disorder you're going in there whether you want to or not multiple times yes i i had said to my attorney i said i hate coming in here i mean i just it just made me sick the place had cockroaches then i found out oh. later it had bed bugs but the thing was you know, and she looked at me and she goes well you know some people enjoy this <laughs> and i'm like i i don't i don't enjoy coming in here this, I'm the, sure your ex did. Oh, he loved every minute of it. He brought his whole entourage. He brought even his wife who worked in the courthouse and thoroughly enjoyed her job. She brought her family members. Oh, it was a free oh, girl in there. You had to have been in there. It, it was a complete circus. Wow, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. And I know other people are suffering with that, too, because there's so much conflict of interest. Someone knows the judge or someone's rich enough to pay off the judge, which is so sickening. And that's the truth. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you wrote that letter and that went to the Senate. Yes. So, yeah, they got hopefully it helps. You know, all we can do is have faith that one day someone's going to come in. They're going to do the right thing. And if you can't find that person, be that person. Mm -hmm. Keep yeah. fighting. And that's why we're we're here talking about it. And, you know, you know, there are solutions out there, uh, but it's just so difficult. It's it's beyond difficult when you're dealing with a personality disorder. And some people don't realize that some people and probably have told you this. Why don't you just walk away? Just 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 drop it and walk away. And you can't. No, no, they won't let you. They, they won't let you because they're constantly hauling you in there. See, people don't understand that part. Exactly. Like if you ignore them, they just get Bigger and bigger and bigger until they get a reaction that they want. Yes. A person yeah. like that doesn't leave you alone. They don't respect your boundaries. They don't respect no. you, period. They don't even respect themselves. No. No. You know, um, if you had any other words of advice before we part, because I won't keep you all morning. <laughs> but because we, we, we could talk all day. But, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> what advice... You know, since you've been a domestic violence survivor as well and a family court advocate, um, what advice can you give someone suffering through this? The fear of leaving is greater than actually leaving itself. It always gets worse before it gets better. But believe me when I tell you, it does get better. Mm -hmm. And if you can do it, you can get up and you can go. Don't be afraid. You know, you call the police, they don't do anything. That's okay. Just ride it out. You go to court, they don't do anything. That's okay. Ride it out. Yeah, just keep going. Don't be afraid. Keep going. You can always get away. Just keep trying. Now we, oh, before we part, we were talking about custodial interference because your ex was interfering. Yes. And, you know, that that's a felony. That carries a, a penalty. And I had evidence of that. I had screenshots from my son's phone of him telling him to do certain things and be a certain way and nothing. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, you know, I'd like to have you back on again in the future if you would like to come back on. Absolutely. How can people reach you if they have any questions for you? So I can be reached by email and my email is Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, Starfity, S as in Sam, A-R, F as in Frank, a 
T is in Tom Y at gmail.com. Okay. I'll put that in the podcast notes. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, well, hey, don't jump off, okay? I appreciate <laughs> you for speaking out. <laughs> Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth, and Raised by These Wolves, How Family and Federal Courts Are Failing Our Children. Please join us again here in the future with Jessica Sarfati. And you can find me on Spotify, YouTube, Apple iTunes, Anchor FM, and iHeartRadio. And feel free to buy me a coffee to keep the podcast going. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you.